The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Gary Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now today we're catching up with Antipa Minerals, code AZY, trading at 4.9 cents for a market cap of $153 million. Now listeners to the podcast will know that uh, Antipa has been a, a regular on the on the show and uh, one of Gary Perro's uh, favourite explorers. Busy as always up there in the Patterson of region of WA. Uh, if you've got a moment, grab a copy of the latest presentation the company's made. It's on the ASX there. And uh, readers will pick up uh, quite a perceptible change. Expiration obviously remains as the big upside story. Uh, the company's wholly owned ground and in joint ventures with the likes of Newcrest, Rio Tinto and IGO. But one thing that does come through from this, this latest presentation is that production potential is coming into sharp focus at uh, the company's 100% Minyari Dome project near New Crestelfa mine, and at the Citadel joint venture with Rio Tinto, not far from Rio's big uh, Winu gold copper discovery. Uh, it's always interesting when companies start talking about transitioning into uh, uh, becoming a producer. Uh, it generally signals the start of a, a, a re-rate as production eventually approaches. For example, take a look at Capricorn Metals in, in the Pilbara. Off a 2.1 million ounce resource base, it's now 110,000 a year producer with a market cap of $1.4 billion. Now, just by comparison, Antipa, with its $153 million market cap, has an equity-apportioned resource base of 1.7 million ounces as things now stand. And, of course, it's got fast-growing exploration plans to uh, grow that even further. So with that, I'll switch over now to introducing Roger Mason, the MD, and Roger will give us a rundown on how 2022 is looking for the, the company and this uh, change, as it were, from uh, moving and highlighting the production potential of what the company's already got and what could come from exploration. So with that, good day, Roger. Thanks for your time today and welcome to the podcast. Yeah, hi, uh, Fitzy. Uh, thanks for having me along to, to chat today. Always uh, a pleasure. Okay. Now, Roger, was I right in picking up on that perceptible change? Uh in the years gone by, and uh, Antipa's been in the Patterson uh, just about longer than anyone uh, as an explorer, and it's always been really about an exploration story. But I sense that uh, you flagged that a resource uh, increase is coming up uh, next month, I think, at the Minyari Dome project, and there is mentions in the presentation of standalone potential or taking up one of the options in that part of the world because of the existing uh, operation of uh, Newcrest there at Telfer. Yeah, that's right, Barry. Um you know, we're targeting the first half of April uh, for that Minyari Wacker resource update. And, uh, you know, last year we drilled about 42,000 metres of resource definition and extension drilling on that project, and the results were, you know, extremely positive. So, you know, we're reasonably expecting a material increase to the, to the old 2017 resource, which is about 723,000 ounces of gold plus plus copper, um, cobalt and silver. So that's that's in the pipeline. The consultants are working on that at the moment. 
Um, in terms of you know our transformation, the company's change point. You know, my gut feeling is that a you know a standalone threshold might be within our grasp. You know, based on what we saw from from uh, the grades and continuity from last year's drilling. But, you know, we have to get that mineral resource estimate done and then follow that up with the scoping study and, you know, we'll see where we stand in a couple of months' time in respect of, um, you know, in respect of standalone scenario. I guess the last part of your question, you know, as to the direction we choose moving forward um, with, with other players in the region... Um, or become a you know a gold copper cobalt producer ourselves. Um, you know the options of, of toll trading um, versus becoming a producer versus you know perhaps some corporate deal you know with the likes of our major shareholder Newcrest, um, who currently own about just under ten percent of the company. You know the simple answer you know to that question is is really that we'll do whatever is best for the for the interest of our shareholders. Um, you know, the board got together with the, the objective to discover and build a mine. We've got 190 years of experience and have delineated and developed um, and, and produced from a number of, of discoveries over the years. Um, so we prefer to be in charge of our own destiny. Um, but, you know, I have to say that um, it's very nice to know that Telfer's uh, mm. huge 22 million tonne per annum plants just down the road. It's running out of ore very fast. You know, 2024 is the current sort of um, Telfer endpoint, if you like. Newcrest's plan is to bring Havier into production around that time, but at this stage they're only forecasting, you know, two to three million tonnes per annums um, from that um, development. And Havier on the development or the decline access is already well behind schedule and it's, you know, so there's, there's problems there. So there's huge spare capacity down the road that gives us some optionality over time. Yeah, so that's that's where it's at from that point. We feel we're like really well placed this year to, or in the first several months of this year to, to you know, give the the market and the shareholders a, a firm understanding of of what uh, you know the future of the. Mm, it's great to hear the uh, material increase in the resource update for uh, Miniari's coming. Um, but I was just wondering if you could talk generally. Um, I don't think it's generally appreciated that, um, unlike some of the deposits in uh, that part of the world, uh, most of the Antipa ground is well was deliberately chosen because the it was in the shallow uh, depths to the mineralisation, and that's certainly the case at Minyaria. Yeah, look, the Minyari resources, uh, both both Wacker and Minyari, are you know one to ten meters below the surface. Yeah. So basically, you you know, you, there's no pre-strip. You're straight into these deposits. Um, compared to the you know our um, competitors, as you, as you say, um, Haviron's under 430 meters of cover, and that's what's sort of creating some issues for the current decline access. You know, we've got a 5,200 square kilometer portfolio, and um, 80% of that area is under less than um, 80 meters of cover. So it's it's very amenable to exploration and development. And uh, Minyari, it's now considered to be a Haveron lookalike. Yeah, same style of mineral system. So these, uh, the Haveron style, Minyari style, they're what we call intrusion-related um, Breccia-style mineral systems. Um, I won't sort of go into too much more detail other than to say the other similar tar- similarities at Minyari's were sitting in a, in a sort of a folded a nose position, um, which creates a, a, um, 
a pipe-like geometry to the to the distribution of the the gold, copper, cobalt, and silver mineralization. And we've tested this thing down now to 670 vertical meters, and it remains open down plunge. You know, uh, exists across widths of up to almost 300 meters. And you know, we've had multiple last year um, plus 100 gram one gram gold per meter intersections. Um, things from you know. 30 metres at 3 to 4 grams up to 100, 200 metres at, uh, you know, 1 to 1 1.8 grams per tonne gold. So, you know, big potential there for us. Yeah, okay. Now, Citadel, the uh, JV with Rio Tinto, where there's also a, uh, a resource base. As I said, uh, the presentation lodged on the ASX talks about uh, Rio's recent refer- uh, reference to Rio actively uh, testing the potential to leverage regional synergies with the uh, WANU development. The Citadel is, of course, very close to WANU. So what can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's a very interesting proposition, uh, Citadel, for us, um, Fitzy. I mean, we took the, the, the one-off opportunity we had to retain 35% of that project, so keep Rio at 65%, and, and that was you know, to expose shareholders to the upside on that project, which is the potential for the calibre development. Um, and then serious um, greenfield discovery potential. Yeah, and all of this is within, um, you know, 5 to 40 k's from, from Winu um, and, and in this province, which, you know, in the last six years has, has rewarded greenfield expira- exploration with roughly 14 million ounces of gold and 3 million tonnes of copper, so huge yeah. um, rewards in the, in the last um, few years. Look, the the proximity of to winner is bloody awesome from our perspective. Um, Rio, Rio are indicating that they they are looking at building a sizable copper, you know, gold, silver processing facility at Winnow. It's only a 0.49 percent copper equivalent grade there, um, so that project will benefit from higher grade ore, mm-hmm. and that's sort of where the you know the potential for the joint ventures 2.1 million ounce caliber deposit. Um, you know, could have some optionality advantages uh, for Rio and the partners, um, apart from other discoveries that, that that may come from the project. So at the end of the day, um, you know, that's very well poised from our perspective. Okay. So potentially a, a Winu satellite operation or a standalone again, potentially as well? Uh, yeah, either or. Obviously, the, the satellite potential um, comes with very limited capital, basically just a bit of haulage and some site infrastructure. But uh, So that's that's the option that um, we feel would make most sense for Calibre. Mm, okay. Now, before moving on to the uh, Wilkie uh, JV with Newcrest and the Patterson JV with IGO, we just take a step back and uh, I, you know, my rough calculations there when I, well, my rough comparison there with Capricorn, followers of the stock will know that, you know, it's five cents each and every day. Now, I think the strategy that you're embarking on now um, will uh, change the market's perception. But what do you make of the current market cap of 153 mil, given the company's, uh, you know, uh, 1.7 million ounce attributable resource base with a resource base, uh, upgrade coming and obviously expiration continuing? Uh, madly throughout the region. Yeah, good question, Barry. Look, um, our EV um, uh, on a, a gold equivalent attributable resource um, base, we have obviously copper, cobalt, and silver in the mix. Is about fifty-seven dollars um, per per ounce. So that's that puts us in you know a, a reasonable comparable level to the to the other ASX uh, junior explorers that appears to us. 
Um, but, you know, the triggers for, for a breakout or a re-rate um, are a few. I mean, firstly, we've got that pending resource update, which, you know, um, should shift the dial. Um, but as, as you're comparing to, to Capricorn Metals, the, the sort of six to tenfold uh, re-rate, you know, would be a confirmation of a, a Minari development opportunity. Um, so that's something that, you know, the company is, is very cognizant of and, and is working toward. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other other factor is that, you know, you can't forget that with so much quality greenfield exploration on that huge portfolio that there's, you know, every chance an exciting discovery could pop up and, and seriously move the dog, you know, given the, the tension, the competition in the region. Mm. So uh, look, on that point, Barry, if your listeners are interested in some independent valuations of Antipa, they can find um, yours, Hartley's plus Shoreham Partners research reports um, via the Antipa website just mm-hmm. uh, for their interest. What's their sort of average price target at the moment? Uh, well, uh, both those groups are sort of targeting about $0.08 cents without any sort of you know, re-rate on, on most of those other figures, that, uh, options that I've mentioned. It's really just based on resource change and, and uh, further um, opportunities. Right, okay. So not forgetting the exploration upside that's being pursued now at uh, around Minyari Dome itself and obviously Rio Tinto um, in the Citadel joint venture. Let's move on to uh, Wilkie, uh, the Newcrest Farming. What's, uh, what's been happening there? Uh, well, last year, the, the focus for that project and, and moving forward is, is really testing, direct testing of geophysical targets that, that uh, have resemblance to primarily Haveron, but also to some degree Telfer um, systems. So a number of AEM or aerial um, electromagnetic targets, uh, magnetic targets were tested last year. Um, nothing particularly uh, out of the box there. Um, this year, there'll be the planning is still underway, but further testing of a number of targets uh, in the region, um, developing, we're planning to fry some more aeromagnetics, potentially do some surface geochem. Um, we've also got a, a, a state, a WA state government grant um, uh, to test a Haviron lookalike target called Tetris, which is about 40 k's northeast of Minyari. So that one's... Um, you know, of particular interest to the partners, um, but really very much in the planning stage for this year on that project, Barry. Okay. Just this is a point of interest, the Tetris uh, co-funding from the state government. Uh, obviously, uh, Newcrest doesn't need help funding exploration. I was just wondering, is there anything in particular about the drilling program there that um, encouraged the uh, state government to kick in a few dollars to help out? Oh, look, I think it's just, it, it ticks their boxes, you know. They like good science. Um, mm-hmm. They like um, new discoveries in of a greenfield nature in an area that, or, or province, if you like, that, that um, you know, is establishing, a, you know, or re-rating itself as a production centre, which, you know, has knock-on benefits to, to community and state. Um, so, yeah, it just ticked all of, all of the boxes from their perspective. Yeah, you mentioned, um, you know, in recent years, well, say five or six years, 14 million ounces of gold and 3 million tonnes of copper with more to come. So that whole area, um, infrastructure-wise, Telfer is obviously the infrastructure hub, but how do you see that whole region panning out uh, over the next five, ten years? Multiple mines, um, upgraded airports, upgraded accommodation, upgraded communications? (laughs) All of the above by the looks of it, I mean... Yeah, I know you're right. The Patterson province is, you know, kicking some serious tier one goals, um, you know, and make no mistake about it. 
Junior Antipa is a, is a major player both in the region um, but also on a corporate chessboard, you know, and that's that's due to our first mover advantage, which predates this Patterson discovery, you know, renaissance, I guess. And look, I can't see any end in sight to that discovery process. It's really a, a, a function of um, effort and commitment by the explorers. Mm. Um, so from our point of view, we've got 170 strike kilometres um, of exploration portfolio and they'll be bookended by, as you say, major mining and, and processing facilities and everything that comes with that in terms yeah. of what roads, power generation, so on. But really, hopefully, we'll be constructing a mine and processing plant at Minyari sort of in the middle and, and uh, that would really throw the cat amongst the pigeons, I reckon. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, we've mentioned uh, Newcrest, 9.9% shareholder and obviously the Wilkie JV, IGO, a 4.7% shareholder, and what's called the Patterson uh, JV, which uh, pretty much surrounds uh, Citadel. Is that right? Uh, it's Yeah, surrounds Citadel on sort of uh, two and a bit sides. Um, hundred, it surrounds all, all of the Minyari Dome project. Um, so uh, a, a big project. I think it's about 1,500 square Ks. Um, their, their approach, IJOs, is... Very systematic, so it's, it's last year and the year before involved regional um, project scale, air core programs, soil geochemistry programs, and all of the results for, for last year's work um, is sort of coming coming to us in the next several weeks. So that'll reset the canvas, a bunch of new targets, hopefully um, rank them against the previous successes that we'd Antipa had, had out there and then get out there this year and, and start some direct target testing. Okay, and that's probably around May, is it? Roughly, yeah. Yeah. And just at Wilkie, that's probably uh, well, starting now, pretty much the field season there? Uh, we'd aim to kick off the Aramag survey um, early April um, and then Heritage and, and so on to follow. Okay. So just on the uh, the news flow as uh, 2022 unfolds, just give investors a bit of a feel what to the, the key ones to watch out for in coming months. Uh, in the coming months, it's going to be that Minyari Wacker resource update. Um, and then, you know, the, a couple of months past that, some uh, scoping study um, on that same project. There's still 6,500 metres of greenfield exploration results from the Minyari Dome project and uh, a sort of um, minor amount of uh, drill results from Citadel and Wilkie. There's also that big air core program and, and soils program from the Patterson project with IGO to come as well. So a lot of news flow still to come, um, you know, prior to the field season sort of kicking off in earnest. Okay. Fantastic stuff. There we go, folks, as always. Uh, and Tipper is as busy as they come uh, to its own account and in JV with some of the big names of the industry. So lots to watch out for, and particularly that uh, resource upgrade coming uh, in April for uh, the Minyari Dome project, which, as I've suggested, will... I think pivot the uh, un- uh, the market's appreciation of the of the company one from a obviously a uh, well funded and aggressive explorer in partnership with big name companies, but also one looking to get into production and get onto that re rate train over time. So with that, thanks for your time today, Roger. Best of luck with it all, and we'll be watching with interest. Thanks, Fitzy. Cheers. Cheers.